Yo, this is the Scone Heads Fantasy Football Podcast, Episode 2. This is Ben and Will coming back at you. What's up, guys? Excited to be here once again. What an opening weekend of football we had this past weekend, and I'm ready to talk all things Kevin Cohn fantasy football. Yeah, an exciting weekend in the NFL, an exciting week in the Kevin Cohn Dynasty Football League, and excited to recap some of the games that happened in the Kevin Cohn League. So uh, without further ado, let's get into some uh, overreactions from week one. Will, what do you think is going to happen based on what you saw this week? Yeah, um, kind of kind of in the dumps this week, Ben. Um, you know, I had, I had some unfortunate bounces not go my way uh, this weekend, starting with Thursday Night Football, of course. Um, you know, Cam Akers, I, I'll probably talk about him a lot this, this podcast. Um, hopefully I, I don't talk about him as much as you guys probably don't want to hear, but he's still, you know, he might, he might still, it's only one, week one, but that's my overreaction. I think his, him not being as involved as I thought he would be and the rest of my team, you know, being a little banged up. Um, I think my team is just kind of going, going really close to being in the shitter right now. That's the best I that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. I think if a few more than, uh, more than a few bounces didn't go your way when, uh, Cam Akers only had three carries, zero yards, pretty sad performance. Got called out by Sean McVay in the, I think it was the uh, following day pressers. So never a good sign when your head coach is calling you out week one that you need to do some more. Um, saw some clips on Twitter of him being a pretty poor pass blocker. So probably not going to get it done if he doesn't improve that. So I understand you're feeling a little down in the dumps, but hey, you know, we uh, previewed your division. I think you have a good chance of bouncing back, taking, uh, taking some some wins in the next few weeks here. I think he'll be back on track. But along with that, I think Tony's team had a pretty good showing the first week. And hold on, you know, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I got, I got to jump in. I got to jump okay, in. Okay, okay. I have, I have one thing that I, ha- one more thing that I have to say about my dumpster fire of a team. Um, Thursday night was also very poor for me because the other running back on the other team, yeah, the third string for the Bills, who's definitely the third string now, James Cook. Yeah, yeah, three snaps. He had three snaps. His first career carry, lost a fumble. So, um, and he, he, that was it. That was it for him. Um, so I was watching that. I remember I was at the bar right before our softball game. Um, hyped to see my boys play, Cam Akers and and uh, James Cook, and they both just shit themselves. So, sorry. Go ahead with to- praising Tony though. Um, deserves it. Spin zone though on the first career carry fumble. I think Kareem Hunt had a had a fumble on his first career carry, and that might have also been the Thursday night game that opened the season back when he was a rookie. You could probably look up a stat and find some guys that had something similar happen that ended up being just fine. So we need our we need our producer to do that for us right now. Uh, we need to hire a producer. Okay. So uh, send your resumes through. We could use some some uh, professionalism around here. Yeah, Tony's team had a really good showing. Uh, I think that. It might not be a super big flash in the pan. I think he definitely overperformed his projections. Uh, you could go onto his page and see four really good overperformances between uh, Patterson, Robbie Anderson, probably the biggest surprise. I don't don't really know what to think about the Panthers, so don't really know what to think there. Jamar Chase did beat his projection by almost nine points, uh, actually over nine points, but don't really think that's super crazy. 
So I think he's got a pretty good team there. And maybe, you know, thinking that he was going to be one of the bottom teams of the league was a bit of an overreaction. So got to give him some credit there. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to jump over to, to Jake's team. Um, I think Jake's team is secretly one of the better ones in the league. And he was, you know, probably gonna, he finished last year, uh, last, I believe, in his division with um, the other CCC boys, as we call them. Or is that, that's the yeah, right yeah, division, right? Yeah, yeah. The CCC boys, Camp Crystal Lake. Um, but I think a, a good overreaction that I'm having is just looking at the box score from um, week one, uh, Jake's, Jake's win here. Um, Joe Burrow, obviously he had five turnovers, um, and had a, you know, up and down game eventually did pretty well with a stat line of you know, 340 yards. But, um, you know, with Jonathan Taylor and Devonte Adams, that's pretty, it's a pretty dangerous duo. Um, and him, him taking out, uh, Danny Basil in week one, uh, is a, is a pretty big win there, um, for a divisional division win. Definitely a huge win, especially in that division, just an absolutely brutal division to be in without a doubt, the best division in the league at the moment. So definitely good to get a week one division win there for him. Why don't you say we uh, start talking about some of those week one matchups? Unless you got anything yeah. else to talk for uh, overreactions. Anything you want to say for that? Okay. Good. So we can start with uh, my game against Al was kind of a big stinker. 89 to 78. Both teams underperformed pretty massively, I would say. So when you see two quarterbacks with negative points, one on each side, not really an exhilarating fantasy matchup. Another one of those, as we said, getting the division win early in the season. Feels really good. Feels good to get that under my belt. Got lucky with the matchup there. Uh, team definitely underperformed, though. So uh, definitely looking to improve that in the following weeks. Keenan Allen out with a hamstring injury. That definitely hurts. So Tough. not 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 the uh, not the best showing for us in the first week here. Keenan Allen and hamstrings? Yeah, shocking. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely not the high-scoring game, but um, a big win for Ben here. Um, overcoming Aaron Rodgers is, you know, negative points. Um, you know, even even his running backs didn't give him much production here. Aaron Jones' line, only five carries for Aaron Jones. Um, that was just a weird game in Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I, I feel like I heard... I don't remember who I heard talking about this, but like the teams that just didn't take any preseason reps are just like the ones that look the shittiest, like Packers, Rams. Um, I can't remember who else. Maybe the pa- Patriots. Maybe I don't know. But like just some of the shittier looking teams just didn't do any preseason reps. So I think that's actually kind of a big deal now. Um, but yeah, Ben. Like Debo Samuel is going to be a problem. Um, he, if if I'm assuming all of you watch the Bears, hell yeah, Bears money line to the Bears. bank. Bears. To the bank, called it um, over six and a half wins as well. Put that to the bank. You can't bet that anymore. It's probably seven and a half. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, Debo was heavily involved, and now Elijah Mitchell um, out probably eight weeks. Um, so sorry, Danny J. But Debo is going to get even more carries than than he usually gets, which is about five or six a game. So he's going to get plenty of carries now and be more involved and even in the rain like he was running all over the place um so yeah big win for ben there um saying so 
Yeah, um, a little uh, bench watch here. Al technically could have won this game had he played Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert over Ooh. Travis Etienne and David Montgomery. <laughs> now, not super likely that he would start Herbert over Montgomery, nor would you start... I, I mean, I don't think you would start um, Jamal Williams over Etienne, maybe, but probably not for the guy who's also rostering DeAndre Swift. I think those two could still be good side by side, but probably not going to be starting him over ETN. So just wanted to throw that out there that, yeah, you know, we're watching, we're watching your benches people. So we'll be exposed. Um, something shocking that when I was looking through this game from your guys's box score was Devonta Smith had no catches. Um, that's crazy. That's baffling. Did he, was he playing all game? I don't even, I don't even know. Let me pull up. Let me, let me pull up some stats here. Yeah, the pop-ups are actually working today. That's great. <laughs> did you have any? Did you have any targets? Yeah, he had four. Yeah, and one catch that was negated by a penalty. So ah, they tried so to get him working in, but. Huh. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's all of, all around just a stinker of a matchup here. Let's jump to the next one. What do we got? Next on the plate, we got Dayman and the Nightman taking down the poopy-ass Dalla in a little bit of a better game here. Dayman and the Nightman putting up almost 115 points. I want to say that that's uh, more than they were projected to. So probably probably a good showing for them. Yeah, okay, yeah, it shows a projection on the bottom. They were projected 108, put up 115. Poopy-ass Dalla, on the other hand, a bit of a disappointing showing. Projected 123, coming in with only 95. So a pretty heavy spread in Danny's favor. Failed to cover and failed to win outright. Forgot to mention in the previous game, I was about a 30-point favorite, I want to say. Huge favorite. Huge favorite. Only won by 11. So the underdog, the Al, spread, Al. Good job. Really fought. Good teams win, but great teams cover. So great things ahead for Al. But yeah, a disappointing performance for Danny out of the gate. Trading that first rounder for Elijah Mitchell. Obviously, if you were watching the Bears game, you saw Elijah Mitchell out with a knee injury. Later, moved to the injured reserve and looking to be out about two months or so with a knee injury. I think that's the latest that's been reported. So not only a big blow for this matchup, but a big blow for Danny's season in general. Did you see his injury? It was really bad. His knee got buckled. Yeah, I hate that stuff, so I chose not to watch that. I I know you don't like it. It's bad. Uh, back to what I was, what we were saying earlier. Devonta Smith was uh, 74 out of 77 snaps, so um, he was on the field all the time. Just didn't, I don't know. Jalen Hurts didn't throw him the ball, I guess. AJ Brown. He's got eyes for AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, okay. In this in this matchup, another thing I thought was uh, pretty funny actually kind of shows the the state of the Damon and the Nightman, as we had alluded to in our first episode. They started two tight ends. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, CJ Uzama didn't get any catches, so they actually had one of their tight ends finish with zero and still put up 115 points. So I don't know if that makes the win more impressive or if it just makes it that much more gross. Impressive. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching us on video, which you probably aren't, I just threw up um, two tight ends, but you know he outscored me, so I can't really say anything. Um, with with one of my old players, Miles Sanders, as well. So um, that was an interesting backfield. Uh, Philadelphia, um, all all three guys got in the end zone. 
Gainwell and Boston Scott both got in the end zone. So that was that was interesting. But Miles Sanders looked like the bell cow guy and was getting a lot of goal line carries as well. So um, an, an unfortunate cut by me. Um, a lot of unfortunate cuts, actually, with Michael Carter. We'll, we'll get there. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, a pretty high-scoring game here and surprising some scores from, from Nico's team. You know, Benjamin actually got some work. Um, with that blowout in in Arizona, I mean, I feel like seven points out of him is is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, two tight ends is tough. And Curtis Samuel just um, they were just added to uh, the Dayman and the Nightman, so that was a big pickup by them um, just to throw him into their starting lineup. And he looks to be like they're they're starting. He's like starting outside with McLaurin, I think, and then Dotson's playing the slot. It looks like so. Um, those look like to be the kind of the top three in Washington, which actually watched that game. It was an insane game, but Wentz was all all over the place, up and down. But Curtis Samuel was hev- heavily involved um, from the start. So as long as he stays healthy, he'll be, be pretty good for the day, man. Yeah, he was uh, one of two people. Um, I believe there's only two on the roster that they did the old cut and sign trick with. I actually forgot that Samuel was one of them. They cut him back on September 3rd. Ended up re-signing him, like you said, right before Sunday on September 10th. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't so, even know that. Yeah, well-timed pickup on their part, so good stuff there. Something similar, Lamar Jackson, of course, you probably yeah. saw, was cut and subsequently re-signed for $291, I want to say. Yeah, that's right. So that was a roughly $51 cap saving, I want to say, based on their cap hit and then his new salary. So uh, that's a lot of fun, and I kind of hope that some people end up in that situation in the future where they've got this guy on a really highly priced final year deal and you just go with the risk where you cut the guy and try and re-sign him because you've got the cap space and no one else does. I want to see that. I hope that becomes, it's not really a loophole, right? Because it's it, there's a risk associated with it, but it was a, it was a pretty savvy move to save 50 bucks. So yeah, shout I, that out. I made a pretty hefty bid on Lamar um, and I had some, ideas on how i would you know get back under the cap but uh obviously i didn't want to put 200 close to 300 on him so could not afford that yeah it's overall it's a really good quarterback room having herbert and lamar in the starting lineup trubisky honestly for five dollars or whatever he's making pretty solid bench piece didn't look too bad didn't look too bad in his pittsburgh debut hey that gets the w love to see it that's the Bengals, man yeah. Um, oh, another. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in transaction news. Actually, I wanted to talk about a certain wide receiver that wasn't starting, so we'll get to that later. Get that later. Family Guy yeah. reference. We ready to move on? Yeah, let's go to the the highest score of the week from Zach. So uh, Zach defeated. Liam and Matt, uh, with the highest score of 159.5 to the lowest score of the week of 82. Is that the lowest score? Or did Al have the lowest score? Second lowest. Al came second, lower. second lowest score. Sorry. Sorry, Liam and Matt. I apologize. That was slander. You didn't deserve that. Um, yeah, that was a, a huge win from Zach. He was, what was the line there? He was only favored by nine going into it. Uh, so he he covered the spread by um, quite a lot, quite a lot, <laughs> about eighty almost. 
<laughs> um, almost double the score. But uh, yeah, Zach's QBs and running backs really carried his team. Uh, Josh Allen and, and Jalen Hurts, kind of a deadly duo of of, of dual threats. That's hard to say. Yeah. It's a tongue twister um, <laughs> alliteration. But um, yeah, and then Barkley had a huge game. He looked like his old self. Um, about 30 fantasy points, I think. And, and then Clyde Ed- Edwards-Alaire found the end zone a few times and was was awesome. So Zach had, really had some high performers on his team. Yeah, Zach's backfield's looking really nice. Saquon's back, like you said. CEH is back. If those guys are going to keep producing at that level, this is going to be a really good team. I actually had some some doubts for my prediction of Zach being the one seed after we had recorded last week's podcast. But Zach, I'm glad you backed me up, put up a great performance this week. Uh, it's a great looking team here. So yep. AJ Dillon putting up 17 points. That's another contract that might bode uh, pretty well. Might make my Aaron Jones contract look a little silly maybe next year. If AJ Dillon is starting to take over that role, getting 10 rushes there, getting a two yard touchdown. What did you really put, like to see what's that. Aaron Jones? Is, is he a two year contract? Yeah, he's two years. I got him 165 this year. So what? He'll be about 181, 182 yeah. next year. Yeah, but two, two, two years for 66 for AJ Dillon. I think yeah. Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is going to be like not relevant after next year. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. Um, how old? He's, is he's Aaron getting Jones? he's getting up there, isn't he? Let's see, Aaron Jones. He's 27. He'll turn 28 oh. in December. So he's he's getting a little up there for running backs. Yeah, he seems like he's been there for a long time. Yeah. So uh, maybe that'll be a, a mistake next year. But as far as this matchup goes, Zach had a really good performance at the top. I do think that. You know, when you look at the box score, you have some red at the bottom. Elijah Moore, Mike Williams, and Mike Isicki all underperforming. Obviously didn't matter. Putting up 160 as a team is always great, so nitpicking at this point. But you're not going to get 30-point performances out of Saquon every week, I don't think. 18 for 164 is pretty insane. So, uh, but like you said, that, that quarterback tandem, I'm not sure which is better, Jalen Hurts and Josh. This is probably the best tandem in the league, Hurts and Allen. I would probably take them over Lamar and Herbert. Although, at that point, you know, you're splitting hairs. You're yeah. splitting salary hairs at that point. Right. And as for Liam's side, um, looking a little bleak with not only this week, but the future outlook. Dak out with a hand injury. Not great to see. Mac Jones. Doesn't look great. Shocking. A team that back as well, but he's. It's I think he's fine. But shocking that a team with a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays is struggling on offense. So we'll see how that ends up. CD yeah. Lamb probably going to struggle without Dak too, which is a really big blow. Being Rush. probably his best receiver. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. No, I don't know. Mac, he's a Mac guy though. Got to support those Mac guys. Is he a Mac guy? Yeah, I think he was like Western Michigan, maybe. Sounds about right. You could have said any school, and I would have believed you. Cooper Rush is not on the list. Central of guys. Michigan. What did I say? Western. Yeah. Central. Okay. okay. Is he a free agent? I'm gonna guess he's a free agent. I'm not even gonna look. I feel like I had him at one point last year, maybe. I don't know. Didn't Dak get hurt? Yeah, Dak broke his ankle in the preseason. I think was that yeah. last year. Always hurt. Well, no, I think that was the year before because they had like Danucci oh, yeah. and all those guys. Yeah, that was the year before. It was fun. Enjoyed that. All right, we're getting very off off topic yeah. here. Sorry, it's sorry, everybody. But yeah, the, you know, really the, I think Liam has really good receivers. Um, 
and they just they're gonna have to be you know carrying his team this year it, it seems you know Rashad Bateman number one in Baltimore or Devin Duvernay who knows two touchdowns for Duvernay um Amari That's Cooper Amari Cooper wasn't really involved um at all and the the Browns passing attack they just ran the ball like every time it was pretty pretty boring it was actually an interesting game but you know Jacoby Brissett back there yeah not doing much but um you know Jerry Judy the Alabama boys Jerry, Jerry Judy and Jalen Waddell looking really good uh, on their respective teams and then CeeDee Lamb like you said kind of underperformed there hopefully he'll be better once Dak is back uh, so really good receivers from Liam but just didn't perform and didn't put it together for this one yeah and he has Mar- Mariota on his bench, so you know he can he can fill that Dak role until he's back. And he had 18 fantasy points this week, so a very respectable option. That's true. He he showed that he's going to be a legit rushing yeah, this year, which is huge for his fantasy stock. He also has Olave on his bench, so he's got a lot of receivers. Yeah, yeah, he's got depth at receiver for sure. That's a really good receiver room. It's just a really brutal backfield having only two like. Saying that he has two startable running backs is even a stretch because J.D. McKissick didn't look great. He actually had a two-point conversion catch, too, which was part of his 6.3 points. So not like he was really a huge factor. We'll see where that goes. But kind of need a little bit more than just Dalvin Cook in that backfield to propel him to the top of that division. That's probably second-best division in the league. All right, shall we move on to next matchup? I believe the highest scoring total matchup of the week. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin defeating AJ by the score of 156, basically, to 139. Sucks to be AJ. He would have beaten all but one other person, I believe. Everybody yeah. except Zach, yeah. Everybody but Zach, yeah. So, pretty tough draw. Both teams actually barely beat their projection, which is even crazier that this game was so high scoring. AJ yeah. beat his projection by only four points and Kevin by six. So it was projected a 135 to 150 game already. So uh, bottom line, these are two really good teams and they played like they're really good teams. So got what we expected here and got to believe that that's going to continue for both of them. They both had really good performances on their benches as well. So I think that these teams showed that they're definitely legit. Kevin covered as well. Oh, he covered. Nice. Spread was spread was minus fourteen. He won by about what is that, like sixteen or seventeen? So covered the spread barely, but he did it. Um, and wow. you know he he really did it by the on the back of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had an incredible game against the very bad Arizona Cardinals. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be pretty bad unless they turn it up at the beginning of the year, and then you know. Once the new Call of Duty game comes out, Kyler will be <laughs> playing that or whatever. But they took that his his study time out of the contract now. But um, yeah, I, I think this is this is a really big matchup. Uh, Kevin, obviously, with Justin Jefferson's huge game, I had him in another league, and it, it's extremely fun. Uh, he was catching every single pass from Cousins. I don't think really any other receiver was involved. Thielen had like three or four catches. Um, and, and Osborne only had a few catches. So it was basically the Justin Jefferson show, and Kirk Cousins looked really good uh, without Mike Zimmer. Um, I'm getting off tangent here, but that kind of 
with Justin Jefferson comes Kirk Cousins. So with a good Kirk Cousins, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be probably the best receiver. Um, him or Cooper Cup, obviously. But um, what else do you got on this one, Ben? Anything stand out for you for AJ? Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole matchup in general is kind of dominated by receivers. It was definitely a good performance for both teams, but if you want to nitpick a little bit, actually both sides kind of had disappointing performances out of their backfields. AJ spent over $350 on Christian McCaffrey in free agency. 13.7 points, not an awful showing, but projected almost 19 coming in below that, not great. And then Melvin Gordon following it up with five points on Monday night, not what you want to see. Had enough rushes, actually. You know, the fumble, obviously. Yeah, yeah he, him, but Melvin Gordon looked really good, actually. He just fumbled at the, in the red zone, or at the one-yard line. Yeah. So did Javante. They fumbled two straight possessions. It was insane. Yeah. So definitely could have been a different game for him. I don't know how the Broncos uh, didn't win that game, by the way. Yeah, just absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Really sad. Uh, but yeah, I think, and then on Kevin's side, he's got his, his two big acquisitions of recent, actually. Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler both kind of have an pretty poor games by their standards only combining for about 15 points there so you think that's probably going to turn around too and that actually makes these teams almost look a little bit scarier um we do a little bench watch here as well we do have a potential uh win here i believe if aj played carson wentz over tom brady (laughs) so uh that would have been i think a little over 16 point yeah, that's something I'd never thought anyone would ever say. Yeah, I can't blame him there. Not something I would do. Uh, but the good <laughs> news, you know, Carson Wentz did look really good. So next week, probably not benching Tom Brady. Really good as, terms, as far as fantasy In terms goes. of Carson Wentz, yes. He was very funny, though. I mean, he's Carson Wentz, so it is what it is. But Just fumbling 25 and fantasy throwing picks and doing dumb shit all the time but he's yeah he is fun to watch he's but he's he's got the job he's probably not getting replaced or anything so he, they'll let him sling it probably it, it, maybe it's another one of those Jameis 30-30 seasons that we got coming from Carson Wentz that would be a great redemption tour for a 30-30 season from him oh on me I just swat it no uh this this matchup um I kind of got to eat my words with the other quarterback with Tua um he looked really good with the Dolphins uh, he was what, like tw- I think, twenty-three of thirty-three for with a TD, you know, two hundred seventy yards. Uh, so he was pretty efficient. Not a lot of fantasy points. I think only twelve or thirteen fantasy points. Um, but it looked really good. And I mean, the Patriots just looked like shit. So didn't look, you know, ready to play at all. Um, so I think Tua just kind of took advantage of that. Had a really long touchdown to Jalen Waddle. That was like, I think it was a fourth down play that changed the game and he ran it all the way so it was like a 70 yard touchdown and that was that contributed most of his yards but I, you know he was efficient and had kind of a two a game yeah looking at his stat line i would have thought he would have more than 12 points he actually lost 2.8 points for his 28 sack yards lost so he Ooh. did have a lot of sack yards lost so that's a little bit unfortunate yeah that's that, that'll get you and yeah like you said the re- receiver play um, you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys kind of over over projected uh, or scored over the projection. Um, Michael Thomas being one of them, kind of scoring two touchdowns. Um, I was I was playing Nick actually in a different league, and he had Michael Thomas, and that was kind of the difference of our game. Uh, so I was watching that game pretty closely, and that that kind of made me mad that he was all of a sudden just back and scoring touchdowns. Um, I was really hoping he was just kind of done, to be honest, because 
he's been kind of a noise for the Saints the last few years. So, but you know, if he's back, then that's another weapon for Jameis, and kind of sucks for all the other guys. I know I had I had like a pretty far receiver down to depth charts with Traquan Smith. He's probably not valuable at all anymore, and I have him. I have him on like a four-year deal, but you know, it's really cheap. But um, yeah, Michael Thomas being back is good for football, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, the Saints were actually throwing some targets to my guy Jawan Johnson. A little, uh, little oh, I did see that. Yeah. I I did see that, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, Jawan Johnson. Go yeah, it's almost I was very close to cutting him this off season, but I figured might as well might as well see what he does this year. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all I got for this matchup. Uh, two really good teams. Two good teams that are definitely going to be in it at the end. Yep. Right, move Jake. Right. Uh, yeah, sure. So Danny B. Yeah, we got the monks of Vegas against no smoking, or my preferred pronunciation, no smoking. We're calling him no smoking on this. It's his name. He can come on and correct it. You know, we could have him on. He could correct it for the people. Yeah, we're going to call him no smoking. Care to come on the pod to discuss Danny? We'll see. So in a divisional matchup here, Jake took down Danny by the score of 129 to 111. This was a bit of an upset here as Danny was favored by about 17 points, I think, was the spread. Yeah. Yeah, 17-point spread and ended up losing outright by 18. 18.3. 18.3 on the spread. Oh, wow. Danny B in favor. Yeah, so great showing by Jake's team. Really important to get that early season divisional win here, especially. Wait, is it, are they? In the, oh yeah, they are in the same division. Okay, tripping for a sec. So yeah, really good to get that early season divisional win, especially in the Camp Crystal Lake. Really tough division and pretty good showing all around from Jake's team. Um, Jonathan Taylor did what you expect him to do. James Robinson a lot more points than I would have thought he would score. So that. Maybe this is not sustainable, but we'll see. Yeah, I d- I was crunching some numbers yesterday, um, and I did I did find something uh, a cool little uh, thing that's going to make Danny be kind of upset. Um, if he would have started Kareem Hunt instead of Tony Pollard, which some people might do, I would have. These people would. I might have. Um, if he would have done it, he would have won by 0.44. So something to think about, Danny B. Next time, maybe start a team that runs the ball every time as opposed to um, the really shitty Dallas Cowboys. With a hurt tackle playing against them. No O-line. Sorry, Danny B. <clears throat> I, just, I, just, I, cr- I was crunching numbers, and that's just what, what, what came out. So That's what we do on Benchwatch. You... Cannot hide. Your decisions will be exposed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's still some Im- impressive guys on on uh, Danny B's roster. Um, Kyler Murray still put up 19 points in a really bad game for the Cardinals, like I was saying. James Conner's always going to score a touchdown, I feel like. Um, he's kind of always worth a, a touchdown in like 30 yards, 40 yards. Antonio Gibson looked like his rookie year or when he was you know, productive. Um, 
and uh, Tony Pollard, like I said, if he wasn't in the starting lineup, this matchup might have gone differently. Um, but, you know, Travis Kelsey is is sitting there at tight end and just putting up 22 points, you know, probably every week, just going to, you know, just be sitting there at tight end for, for Danny B, just putting up points every week. So he's, he at least has that to rely on um, every week, as, as long as everyone stays healthy and every. Yeah. Um, another overreaction from first game of the year, Rams versus Bills. Allen Robinson looking absolutely invisible for whatever reason. Matthew Stafford only has eyes for Cup, I guess. Um, will you probably Cup? Well, I'm sure you have the the routes run stat somewhere about Robinson, but he was he was out there. He was out there. He was playing. He just wasn't getting the ball thrown to him. Yeah, so, it was a brutal game for for him. Yeah, definitely not gonna definitely not gonna hurt him this year too much. I'm sure Robinson's gonna bounce back, but that contract is pretty hefty. Two hundred fifty-eight, three years. Yeah. Um, no, he was on the field for all but two snaps, so he was on the field basically every play. Uh, two targets, one catch, twelve yards. Brutal. That's like a that's like a stat line with Mitchell at the helm. Yeah. Very good bad. news is he's got my sweet Julio Jones on the bench that he picked up for five dollars. That Julio looked so good, Ben. I, I mean, he, he looked pretty good. I wish I didn't have to cut him for cap reasons. He was the heart and soul of our team last year. Just didn't get it done. It's so. gross. We, he's wearing like number six though, or number nine or something low, and it looks disgusting. I hate that receivers are doing that. It's gross. There's so many good receivers on that team, and good receivers always take all the good numbers. So yeah. all the good numbers are already taken. So. And have anything to choose from. Godwin's like 17 or something. That's a good number. I thought Godwin was like 11. I don't know. I don't know. I thought they were some good numbers. Either way, uh, big, as we were saying, you know, big, big win for Jake here. Um, kind of as I alluded to at the beginning of the episode. Um, he even had Zach Ertz on the bench. Uh, a product, another productive tight end, too, there. Um, could have taken the place of, you know, one of Brandon Ayuk or Romeo Dubes there. So big big win for, for Jake here. You want to go to the next matchup, Ben? I believe it's the last one we actually have here. Yeah. Me. This is your, your matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was favored by 17 here. And I lost by 48. That's tough. Good. That that screenshot is a little outdated. If you look at the box score projections, you were only ended up favored by five. Oh. So it wasn't as bad. All right. Well, don't take my word on any of the spreads that I've been saying then, because that's what I've been looking at. Most have been pretty close. I've been looking at them at the bottom. But yeah. Um, like we talked about in the overreactions, Will, you uh, had a bit of a rough go at it here. Cam Akers is bad. You're bad. You should feel bad. And that's really all there is to it. Just not a great showing from almost anyone on your team. You've got a couple greens here. Isaiah McKenzie putting up just over his projection with 8.9. Joe Mixon having a solid week with 18 points. You, that you was like the only that. the Isaiah McKenzie touchdown was the only good thing that happened to me from Thursday Night Football. And I was I heard it because we were at the softball game. Like someone said, my Isaiah McKenzie scored. I was like, oh, really? Because <laughs> I put, I had to throw him in last second because I didn't think Godwin was going to play, um, and Godwin didn't play till you know Monday night or whenever the Cowboys played. So I had to kind of make that decision early. But 
Yeah, um, my team is decimated right now with injuries, um, and I was very thin at depth to begin with and couldn't really afford injuries because I don't have cap. Um, so I, okay. I have some I have some decisions. Yeah, I'm team no cap, uh, no cap. I, you know, no one really performed on my team. Um, ter- uh, T, T. Higgins was out, in, I believe, in the second quarter with a concussion. He's aiming to get back this week. He's in protocol um, for like a few more days, so he he might be able to actually play this week. So that should help me. Josh Jacobs wasn't really involved with the Raiders. I don't know. That was a weird game. I feel like the Raiders were just Derek Carr was just throwing it every time, um, throwing interceptions and doing dumb shit. But um, yeah, so just not a great game from my team. Cam Akers just being the most disappointing and. What I touched on earlier, the rookies on my team, uh, both poached. I could have, you know, let them go, but uh, they both combined for zero points. So Alec Pierce dropped a touchdown in the end zone. I saw it with my own two eyes live on red zone. I almost ended it all. And he actually, his he had two targets in the game for Matt Ryan, both in the end zone. And the second one I thought he was going to catch, but the DB made, like, a fantastic play at the last second. I think it was... Patrick Sertan the second or whatever. I, he, like, got in right at the left. No, I don't think it was Sertan. I don't remember. But it was just, like, I was, like, if he was going to – if I thought he dropped it at first. If he dropped two touchdowns, I was, like, he, he's done already. So my r- rookie r- running back fumbles right away, and then my <laughs> wide receiver drops two touchdowns in week one. Yeah. So, so rough. But Tony's yeah. team, if yeah, he, he, he had some overperformers, in my opinion, but, like, with Robbie Anderson kind of going off there with a long touchdown – um, but yeah, Mike, Michael Pittman and Jamar Chase are going to kind of score a lot of points. Yeah. So you actually probably were favored by 17. I also just noticed, I think it's a bug, but Cam Akers scoring zero, it dropped its projection to zero. So that dropped your projection a bunch. So you probably oh. weren't favored by 17. So clerical error. So MFL. Yeah. Good job, MFL. Yeah, Tony's team looked pretty good. Not sure if 135 every week is sustainable. Like you already said, Robbie Anderson's not—he's not scoring 19 every week. It's just not happening. Cordell Patterson is sneaky though. He could—he sne- is. He could sneaky put up 15 every week. He could, but if he's putting up 15 every week, I still don't know exactly what to say. Brees Hall not taking over that offense just yet. Also had a fumble lost. Never what you want to see in your first career NFL game and. Michael it's, Carter kind of looked better. Dude, Michael Carter's the truth. That's why. I love Michael Carter. I should have just... Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk about it. Tony did have a uh, second-round pick, Jahan Dotson, on the bench. Caught a, uh, two touchdowns on the day. So, great debut for him. Somebody <laughs> could probably slot into the lineup moving forward. Looks to have Carson Wentz's eye. Dontrell Hilliard had two reception touchdowns. Uh, I don't know if that's something that's going to continue. He was... I, I had red zone on all day, and he every time they flip to the to the Titans game, they're throwing to him. It was insane, I, and I don't know why. I don't know if it was just because he caught two touchdowns, but he, I mean, he had seven catches. Is that what it's? Or no, the, no, he didn't have seven catches. He had three catches, three. But sixty-one yards. I mean, he looked to be in kind of the was kind of the RB two there. I mean, yeah, he was kind of the change of pace back to to big boy King Henry. So, yeah. Definitely could be a worthwhile investment for five bucks if you need some depth at running back in the future. Just, I don't know, not someone I'd be counting on as my like first running back off the bench by any means. 
definitely a shallow bench going on here. But still, great to get that first win, especially in division, especially division that possibly could come down to the wire with some of the health issues that Will's team is facing after the first week and Haymakers looking like doo-doo. So that does it for all the matchups, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so we just went through the matchups. We're going to try to get creative at some point and try to get some more segments going. Um, but for now, we're just going to jump kind of to our po- power rankings that we've established. Uh, someone suggested this. I believe it was Eddie in one of our group chats to do some power rankings. And we sort of did it at the end of last episode where we uh, kind of went through our our um, idea of who's going to win each division and then who's going to win uh, championship. We actually both projected that Kevin would beat AJ in the championship. Um, that was pretty cute of us that we both were on the same page. Um, not great podcasting, but very cute. Great, great minds think alike. Um, so we kind of put like our preseason power rankings together. Um, and then each week we're going to just kind of go up and down to see um, how our power rankings change week by week. Um, and we'll just kind of highlight the big changes for you guys and um, just kind of talk you through why why we did it. So, um, Ben, do you want to do you want to go through maybe your top five? Or let's go top six from preseason. And then like from last week and then see um, how it changed maybe this week and then any other big changes that you had in the total rankings. Yeah, sure. So. Um... I think Kevin, just, let's let's compare both of our top sixes because they're pretty similar. Yeah, they're they're pretty similar because, as you said, we, we both had Kevin over AJ in the finals. So having those guys one, two, similar for both of us. Um, actually, our first three were also the same. Uh, both of us had Zach as the third team. Yep. Four is where things got a little bit different. So I actually will put this list together for me, and <laughs> I didn't change it at all because I was like, yeah, that's actually exactly how to put it together. So. I just also know fun. you so well. Yeah. Uh, so my fourth was uh, Nazmo King, Danny Basil, followed by myself and then Will. So that was how uh, my top six uh, was for the preseason. I guess I'll just finish it off. Then it went Al, Jake, Danny J, Liam, Nick and Eddie, and Tony for my bottom six. Yeah, so like Ben said, we had pretty much the same top three. It gets different. I had myself at four, Al at five. Um, ben had Al at seven, um, and then I had Ben at seven. So I, kind of a sw- swap there. Um, I had Danny B at six instead of four. And then from there, Jake is at eight, Liam nine, Danny J 10, Nick and Tony. So the end of our lists look pretty similar there as well, just with a few switches. Um, so I think a main thing after one week, um, I think Jake, for me, went up a lot, as we kind of already hinted at. Um, he moved up three spots for me. Now he's fifth power ranked for me. Um, and then the other kind of big switch that I noticed that, we've keep, that we keep talking about is myself. Um, I put myself down to, to the ninth power rank. I'll probably, probably being pretty generous, too, um, for myself. But that's the main changes. I, mo- I did move Zach to the two spot now. So I do have Kevin, then Zach, then AJ. Nice. Yeah, I kept my top four unchanged. Didn't want to go too big of an overreaction from the first week. Definitely. Oh, we're overreacting. Like, we already overreacted. We start. <laughs> we did that. We started with that. 
now I'm not overreacting. Um, it's funny I say that because the bottom of my rankings did, did change up quite a bit. But my top four remained the same, uh, Kevin, AJ, Zach, and Danny Basil. I also moved Jake up three spots, up to my number five. Had a great week, as we said, and trying to stay afloat in Camp Crystal Lake. Um, I actually boosted Tony all the way up to number Look at six. Estelle. I I know I just talked about how I don't think it's necessarily sustainable that he puts oh. up 135, but he, he put up 135. He put up way more than the bottom five did, and I had to respect that. And so that's why I also moved Nick up to number seven because they put up a lot of points and didn't even have one of their tight ends score any points. So Do get it together. of overreact here. Yeah, the, the, the top I underreacted and then the bottom I overreacted. Okay. And then there's some shuffling at the bottom. I dropped I dropped a few spots. Will dropped four spots. As expected. Yeah, so that's about where we're at for those. Yeah. You want to talk some transaction news? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, I guess we kind of talked through some injuries already. Yeah. Um, there's not much to update um, other than Keenan Allen's officially out, like we had said. Um, Godwin will probably be out a few weeks for me. Um, Najee, Najee Harris did hurt his foot. Um, so Nick and Eddie watch out. He did have the, he has the Lays Frank thing, the same thing that Chet, Chet Holmgren is out for the year and somebody else had it before him, some other tall, skinny dude. So it's not a good injury to have. Um, so just look out for that. Just look out. Uh, we already talked about T Higgins, Wandale Robinson for Tony probably will miss time with the knee. Very talked about Elijah Mitchell and then Dak. Uh, very talked about him as well. So yeah, those are some injuries. Um, but then just news kind of around our league. There's breaking news. Breaking news alert. Sound the alarms. Doing, we're doing hand signals, but we're gonna. There's hopefully a little sound effect in there if we're fancy enough. Um, the the uh, old squirt gang, um, by yours truly, Danny J, Danny J and Tony, is now the DuPage Dickheads. Um, we are now the division called DuPage Dickheads. So um, it's breaking news for you guys. Uh, we did change it last week, so I'm sure you guys even noticed. But um, got some. I liked the Camp Crystal Lake idea, and we're all kind of from the DuPage area, so I, I liked the uh, I liked the little play on words there. And we're all dickheads, so good stuff. <laughs> Pretty sound logic for me there. <laughs> I see no flaws. Do you want to get into some real news, Ben? Sure. Um, so we've got some some practice squad claims that have gone through. Uh, Zach put on claims on Trey McBride from Danny Basil's squad. Trey McBride's already been promoted, I believe. Yep, Danny promoted him. Um, okay, yeah. Drake London on L squad, also already been promoted. Tyrion Davis-Price on AJ squad has yet to, been promote, yet to be promoted. Has until Friday morning, I believe, to make that decision. Yep. I don't know what his cap space is. I don't know what his cap space looks like, actually. I don't know if there's any um, any tough decisions to make there for him. But I believe that's it for outstanding practice squad claims. Um, we had kind of already spoken about Elijah Mitchell being injured, going on Danny J's IR here. Danny Basil, uh, Will, you, you like this Zay Jones pickup. Yeah, yeah. I was just sorry. I was just going to cut in for a second and say that um, for that Davis Price, he would have to figure out his cap situation he only has 15 dollars and uh davis price is on a 40 dollar deal Ooh, spicy so yeah so 
might have to make actually make some decisions or let them go. Yeah, watch watch the market over the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, um, yeah, I, I like the pickup um, Jones there. He he was pretty pretty active for the for the Lions. Um, right? Why am I having a I'm having a mind blank right now. It was him. It was Zay Jones and Marvin Jones. No, the Jaguars. What am I saying? Jaguars. Jaguars, because they were yeah. The, yeah, the Jaguars. They were like all over the field, so that was a big pickup, and they only got him for like six bucks or something. So I like that pickup, kind of going right into the starting lineup. Maybe if he needs it, probably he probably doesn't need it though. Um, and then also another big pickup for Danny J, getting Rashad Penny for for forty five dollars. Um, that was kind of a sneaky pickup. Me and Ben were talking uh, about this before. I didn't even see Rashad Penny go to the. I didn't even see the notification on my phone that he that he got dropped, and then the, I think it was the next day he was he was picked up. So kind of bummed out. I missed that. Um, I would have maybe put in a bigger offer than that. I don't know. Yeah, um, Danny B's team is over the cap now. So uh, if you've been paying attention in Slack, there's some stuff going down with that. And he also has an illegal player on his practice squad. So straight to jail with you, Danny. You break jail with you. Breaking all these rules. Um, in trade news, Danny did trade for James Conner, uh, part of a larger deal. The main piece going back was uh, back to Jake was Danny's first round pick next year. Probably going to slide in towards the back of the first round. One would think, but in a deep class, hey, that might actually be a good thing. Uh, yeah, I thought that was there. a very interesting trade. I mean, it made sense because Jake had to do it to get back under the cap. Um, he had to do something. Um, so this was kind of his way out, but the getting a first round pick for James Conner is, I think, a pretty good, pretty good deal. Like you said, it'll be a you know probably a later first round pick, but still, still very valuable. Yeah, unless you're James Cook. Um, and then uh, also kind of on the practice squad front, the only thing really to come out of Nick and Eddie's practice squad claiming spree was Kevin trading. Christian Watson for a second round pick and essentially the trade was for, for Nick and Eddie was swapping uh, Romeo dubs for Christian Watson. And, you know, I think they got the worst, the worst of the two receivers for more money. So uh, you played yourselves Watson dropping a touchdown on the first drive. Aaron Rodgers, the saltiest human being on the earth, definitely not going to be throwing his way. Fucking hates him. Yeah. He hates all of his receivers, though. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's I the just, best. I, I sent it to you looking at the line uh, before the game. Packers being favored by a point and a half, I think. I was thinking to myself, who is even the wide receiver one on this team? I think it was Sammy Watkins officially. Yeah, not, I, I it know. took me a long time to figure out that was Sammy Watkins when watching that game. I was like, Quez Watkins? Because I thought there was a Quez Watkins at some point. Yeah, maybe. But I was like, is that Sammy Watkins? It's a, yeah, I did not realize he was on the Packers. Yeah, crazy. So you played yourselves. Uh, don't love the trade, and I'm going to be even more harsh because of that stupid practice squad spree. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, hindsight, I would have just let them take my guys. Yeah, you you definitely had a a tough decision to make there with your guys to claim. And yeah, I did have the, to. Yeah, I had to cut three guys um, to get under the cap to get to keep Alec Pierce. So. I had to cut some depth to do that. I still think that might pay off in the long term, though. You never know. Yeah, I think it will. 
I hope it will. I mean, he was on the field all the time. It was just wasn't targeted that often. And I think once he dropped that, Matt Ryan was not looking for him. So, yeah, time will tell. All right, shall we take a look ahead to next week? Yeah, let's do it. Right, so just taking a look at some of the matchups for next week. Um, the spreads that we give right now are based on the current starting lineups. So if you've already submitted a starting lineup, it'll take that. Otherwise, it takes whatever you put in last week. We did manually add in Rashad Penny's projection to Danny J's team since Elijah Mitchell's already on IR. So that's not factored in already. So let's start there, actually. Um, Danny J off to an 0-1 start, taking on you, Will, also off to an 0-1 start. And this is another one of those key divisional matchups, especially with you both coming in 0-1. Looking like it might be a tough division, and it's time for Danny to really see what his team's made of and see if he can um, compete with the top of the division. So Will's favored by 0.4 points right now. So looking to be quite the barn burner. Yeah, we'll see how that how that turns out. But um, <laughs> I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and may the best man win. Moving on to the next matchup, another divisional matchup between Nick slash Eddie and Al. Nick and Eddie coming in 1-0, Al 0-1, coming off a pretty low-scoring week. So it's, it's time for Al's team to show that they aren't rebuilding. That core of young receivers is ready for the prime time. Al's team is favored by 14.1 points, so MFL at least thinks that his team can get the job done. Yep. Then we can jump to our next matchup. We have Kevin versus Liam. A little divisional matchup here. Uh, Liam, bottom of the division right now. Kevin, 1-0, looking to build momentum on his on his high-scoring 155-139 to 139 victory. Uh, Second-high-scoring second in the league, looking to build on that. He's actually favored by 23 points right now. So um, the biggest spread, actually the second biggest, we'll say the biggest later, but... Um, yeah, second sp- biggest spread right now. So Kevin looking to go 2-0. and Yeah, and then our fourth uh, divisional matchup of the week, uh, four out of four this week. It's a Camp Crystal Lake showdown between Jake and AJ. Both teams coming off a good week one performance. AJ actually scoring more than Jake did, unfortunately taking the loss. Jake coming in 1-0. and um, AJ favored by 11.3 points here. I think it'll be another close one. Always important to get those early season divisional wins. Also counts towards your conference record as well. Definitely a big implication for wild card and playoff seeding. So that'll be a good one to watch. Because that is the main tiebreaker this year, right, Ben? Yeah, we did vote this offseason. Do not forget to change the wild card tiebreaker to be the conference record. Head-to-head is no longer the tiebreaker. So, yeah, those conference matchups, divisional matchups, uh, very important as far as tiebreakers go. Conference then points for, right? Yep. All right, uh, what's our next one? Zach versus Ben. Yeah, so two one and zero teams. Uh, big interconference matchup, kind of like we were saying. Uh, this could this one could have big implications, um, playoff implications. Ben is actually only favored by zero point seven. So very close game. This could be uh, two heavyweights battling it out. See how it goes. Yeah, uh, the second of our two games that are projected to be decided by less than a point. So fun stuff to watch there. On the other end of the spectrum, our sixth matchup of the week is the biggest spread of the week. We've got Tony coming in off that hot week one start, 
against Dandy Basil. Disappointing loss. Um, Nasmo is favored by 24.9 points, though. So, um, the 0-1 team is favored by 25 over the 1-0 team. Crazy. Yeah. Um, defending champs versus, <laughs> I put in the notes, defending toilet, because Tony, <laughs> basically toilet bowl champ, if you want to say it that way. Just a toilet. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a toilet. He's, he's represented by a toilet. What am I then if he beat me last week? I had the sewer. Uh, yeah, you're, you, you are sewage. You're just sewage. Your Thank team you. is rusty. I could be worse. Speaking of toilets, this episode is brought to you by Kohler Toilets. When life's got you in the dumps, choose Kohler. And if you go to Kohler.com, you can use promo code Bill to get $200 off your first Kohler brand toilet purchase. Yeah, yes. so that, that'll, be a, that'll be a fun matchup. Yeah, and Tony was 17-point underdog this week, so crazy things do happen. All right, well, if you're still with us, thanks for listening. Uh, a lot of fun going over the league once again. Stay tuned as we keep going along with these episodes for you know some special guests, as Will said, some new segments that we're trying out, and we'll definitely keep up these uh, weekly recaps for you guys. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, hopefully next week we'll get this out a day earlier for you guys. You can listen a little bit earlier and get recaps and, and you know, the previews going. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And peace.